Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at MiamiDade.gov slash PlasticFree305. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. Hey, we're not insiders here. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our L.A. Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Mark from Rams up here, episode 214. And boy, things are starting to heat up in the Rams world. We'll get to that in a minute. What do we have for you today? We're going to capture as best we can what happened in the first day of joint practices with the Raiders. Have some follow-up notes from the Charger-Rams preseason game and a smattering of other NFL and Rams news. And I'm also going to throw at you The 41 players that I think have already made this roster, I'm calling it now, who are the 41 guys that won't be turning in a playbook in a couple weeks here. And I'm also going to share with you the fearsome four things I want to see in this upcoming Ram Raider preseason game. Some of them are no-brainers based on what we saw last week, and I'll have a few bonus items for you. Now, what happened today? Well, the good stuff that happened is Matthew Stafford was slicing and dicing the Raiders' defense. Man, he looked sharp. That's probably the one thing we wanted to see out of this Rams team. A lean, mean, healthy, and accurate Matthew Stafford. Man, that's a really good sign. Tutu Atwell tearing it up a little bit, showing off his speed. Had a couple long catches, including one on a perfectly placed pass from Stafford. And the report is Trey Tomlinson really shined as well. I think we got to steal the most decorated cornerback coming out of college football slipped in the draft because of his size. He's a fighter. He's extremely skilled. Rams got to steal. Anything else worth mentioning? Well, Joseph Noteboom shelved for a few days, apparently, dealing with some minor issues. You know, I have to think there could be a trade in the works. Just guessing here. Reading the tea leaves. Could Joseph Nopum be on his way out? It's kind of strange if Alaric Jackson has locked down that left tackle spot. I'd still love to have Nopum in the house. 
backing up him, backing up the guard positions, but then he's got that big salary. Just guessing here, not sure what's going on with Joseph Noteboom. O-line apparently struggled a little bit against the Raiders. I saw some tape. I think people were making a mountain out of a molehill. Someone said Crosby obliterated Havenstein. That's a pretty over-the-top characterization of what I saw. Crosby dipping inside. Crosby beat him on that play. Obliterating him? I don't know about that. Pretty strong words. But I did hear that there were other moments where the Raiders' defensive line gave the Rams' offensive line fits. So that bears watching. And then, of course, the least noteworthy but most entertaining news out of this session, the Rams' Cam Akers and the Raiders' Max Crosby both kicked out of practice for fighting. Hey, you know what? You get two NFL teams together for joint practices. This is going to happen. Skirmishes of some kind, we've seen it virtually every year. Some of them have been pretty nasty. Have not seen any video of this, and that's probably due to the video we saw last year with Aaron Donald and the Bengals. No filming allowed, perhaps, or tightly controlled. Rams Raiders joint practice. We all saw this coming, right? Cam Akers taking on a guy that outweighs him by about 30 pounds. It might have had something to do with Max Crosby apparently screaming sack in Matthew Stafford's face every time he got within five feet. That was Matthew Stafford's comment anyways. But I was watching a Raider YouTube channel on what happened, and apparently their version of the story goes something like this. Crosby on a pass rush. Cam Akers lowered his head and hit Crosby in the chest. Crosby took offense to that, and there are words exchanged. And then later on, Crosby chases Akers down, and as the play is ending, actually the play is over, and Crosby tried to punch the ball out of Akers' arms. So it sounds like so it sounds like it started with Crosby getting a little bit butt hurt, and then trying to retaliate. Akers takes offense and swings are thrown, and that was that for Crosby and Akers. Unavoidable. It's good that they had this rule. Smart thinking by both coaches to set up this rule. Any fights. Both players are gone for the day. Cam Akers back tomorrow. Maybe bringing big brother Aaron Donald, who sat out this one. Maybe that'll tone down Max Crosby's behavior. Let's get through some additional Ram ruminations, some fallout from last week, and some new notes. Richard LeCount, the safety, was released by the Rams. Now, he took a bad penalty in the preseason game against the Chargers. I doubt that's enough to get a guy cut. I think it may be more of a case of some of these younger safeties stepping up. Maybe it's the Tanner Ingle effect. We can only guess. I went back and looked at the Rams' defensive performance in the fourth quarter, a couple series specifically, and I kept an eye on Deshaun Johnson and TJ Carter, a couple other guys playing up front. And, you know, they didn't do a bad job. They really stuffed a couple of runs really well. Johnson really hustling downfield on a couple of plays. From what I saw, certainly can't fault those two guys. Teron Vincent was also out there a little bit. Saw a discussion about the green dot on defense. That's Ernest Jones' dot to wear this season, apparently. But it was pointed out that two other members of the defense have worn the green dot previously, Jordan Fuller and John Johnson. And the question was posed, hey, is Johnson taking that dot back? And the answer from Raheem Norris is absolutely not. But it is nice to have three guys that intelligent 
that well-versed in the defense that they could wear the green dot, especially important when you got so many young players. We could potentially have four first and second year players on this defense. I'm including Durant, Kendrick, Byron Young, and Kobe Turner. Two more players with two plus years experience, but limited playing time. I'm talking about Christian Roseboom and Bobby Brown. And six guys we'd call true vets, Ernest Jones, Michael Hoyt, Aaron Donald, Witherspoon, Johnson, and Fuller. I know that adds up to more than 11, but the way this defense rolls, that's kind of how it works. Obviously only going to be 11 guys on the field at a time. I get it. All 12 of these guys, in my opinion, should be considered starters. Cameron De Silva pointed out something that I thought I noticed, but I wasn't 100% sure. A.J. or Curry did not play at all in that preseason game. That means one of three things. One, he's dinged up and nobody knew. Number two, he's a very bad player. Or number three, he's our starting left tackle. Now, I don't think that last one is a real possibility, but still kind of odd he didn't play at all. By the way, by my count, 16 projected starters did not play against the Chargers. No, I am not counting our Curry. One of the things that disappointed me was Tanner Brown's miss from 46 yards. It came to light on Twitter that that is his first miss inside the 50 all camp. Rams apparently not concerned about the leg strength. He just needs to stay situationally focused. I'm not clear on how that factors in to a 46-yard kick in a preseason game. But nonetheless, it still raises the question, can Tanner Brown get it done in the game? It's great that he's been very consistent in camp. Let's see him kick some 40-plus-yard field goals in a game. That would make me feel a lot better. Back in a minute with my 41-man roster, the 41 guys that have made this team already. from Rams Up. Don't forget to like and subscribe. USA Scientific works side-by-side with you to provide high-performance tools for your next discovery. Get your free sample today at usascientific.com slash master tools. So a fun little exercise I like to do on occasion, especially this time of year, as the Rams consider how they're going to whittle down their roster. Well, I'm doing the same thing. And after one game, what I've done is I got the 41 guys that are making this team for sure. Just 41 at this point. I feel pretty good about this list. I'll share it with you right now. Here we go. The first two guys that are on this roster for sure, Matthew Stafford and Stetson Bennett. I'm not totally convinced Stetson Bennett is ready for prime time, but I like what I see. The Rams are going to keep him on this roster for sure. Brett Ripien, I'm not so sure. He still has some proven to do, so we'll go with the two quarterbacks for now, Stafford and Bennett. At running back, I only have two guys for sure at this point, Cam Akers and Kyron Williams, and you're probably saying, what about Ronnie Rivers? What about Royce Freeman? Zach Evans. You're going to call me out how much I love Zach Evans, and I do. The problem is they're going to carry four running backs at the most, so one of these guys isn't going to make it. And I would not be surprised if any one of these guys got cut, including Royce Freeman. 
We love having a big back like that, but you know what? He could be the odd man out. At tight end, I got two guys, Tyler Higby and Bryson Hopkins. I suspect Davis Allen will end up on this roster, and Hunter Long, he's been out a little bit. One of these guys will probably be the third tight end. Your guess is as good as mine. So now we're up to six players. What about the wide receiver group? Well, I have six wide receivers that I'm penciling in for sure. Cooper Cup, Demarcus Robinson, Ben Skowronik. Surprised he played as much as he did. Tutu Atwell, once again, not playing at all. Van Jefferson and Puka Nakua. I think all of those have pretty much secured their roster spots. The seventh one, Tyler Johnson, we'll have to see. So now we're up to 12. On the offensive line, I have seven guys I'm penciling in on this roster. They are Alaric Jackson, Joseph Nopum, Steve Avila, Coleman Shelton, Brian Allen, Rob Havenstein, and Tremaine Ankrum. Now, one of these guys could end up getting traded. There's three guys on the outside looking in right now. Zach Thomas, Logan Bruss, and Mike McAllister. And Thomas and Bruss could end up both making this roster and probably will. Not sold enough to pencil them in at this point. So now we're up to 19 players. We got the three special teamers, Alex Ward, Ethan Evans, and Tanner Brown. Penciling them all in. They will not be handing in their special teams playbooks. Defensive line. I have five guys, Aaron Donald, Kobe Turner, Bobby Brown, Ernest Brown, and Marquise Copeland. That final spot along the defensive line, I think they'll carry just six. Jonah Williams, Laurel Murchison, and Tashwan Johnson all chasing it. Could the Rams carry seven defensive linemen? Well, they haven't in years past, but we'll see. Edge outside linebackers, I'm penciling in four guys. Michael Hoyt, Byron Young, Nick Hampton, and Keir Thomas. And that's probably the one guy that I'm not 100% on, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Keir Thomas makes this roster. And that's partly because O'Shawn Mathis has been banged up. Daniel Hardy is still there. He could make this roster as well, possibly even bump Keir Thomas. I think they'll end up carrying Thomas and Hardy would be my first guess. So now we're up to 31 players. I got two inside linebackers I'm penciling in, Ernest Jones and Christian Roseboom. I think it's a hot competition for a third spot on this roster at that position, or possibly a fourth, because these guys usually are big contributors on special teams. That's Jake Hummel, Kalechi Anyalabechi, and Jaden Woodby. Woodby actually ahead of Anyalabechi on the unofficial depth chart at this point. We're up to 33 players, and I have four cornerbacks, Kobe Durant, Darion Kendrick, Trey Tomlinson, and Akeli Witherspoon. They will probably add a fifth, Robert Rochelle or Sean Jolly, or as someone else like, well, what about the undrafted rookie out of Rhode Island, Jordan Jones? Keep an eye on him. He has a shot at making this roster. So we're at 37. I have four safeties. John Johnson, Jordan Fuller, Russ Yeast, and Quentin Lake. Boy, Yeast and Lake, they must not have been real thrilled with this John Johnson signing, but it is what it is. 
There will be additional safeties on this roster, and it's a pretty hot competition. Jason Taylor, the seventh-round pick, and the two undrafted rookie free agents, Tanner Ingle and Rashad Torrance. Man, I really like Ingle. So there's your 41 players. I feel pretty good about that. Like I said, there's a couple I'm probably going to be wrong on. Not calling these roster locks, but pretty darn close to it. There's your Rams 41-man roster after one preseason game. We'll revisit this in a week or so. So 12 more spots up for grabs. Next up, what do I need to see from my Los Angeles Rams in their second preseason game Saturday night against the Las Vegas Raiders? Still have trouble saying that. Okay, Rams Raiders Saturday night. What do we want to see from our Rams in that game? What are the fearsome four things I want to see? Not the keys to victory. We don't really care about that, right? What are the areas of improvement we want to see? And I think we're all thinking along the same lines. You're not going to have a lot of surprises. But first, let's take a quick look at the Raiders. Interesting team. Our old friend Jimmy G is over there now, but he won't be playing. Aiden O'Connell, the rookie quarterback from Purdue, last week, 15 for 18, 141 yards in a TD. This is a guy that comes from a system that has prepared him to kind of step in right away, a pro-style pocket-passing quarterback, and he looks like he's going to be a great backup there. And mark my word, he may eventually press for the starting job there. Two ex-Rams over there, David Long and Marcus Peters, Don't think either of them will play either. Maybe David Long will ask to play against his old team. We'll have to see. And Michael Mayer, the rookie tight end that I was really high on, first-round pick of the Raiders. He's been out with an injury, so we won't see him. We will see the other Byron Young, the Byron Young that went before our Byron Young. He's a rookie defensive lineman for the Raiders. So what do I want to see from our Rams? Well, Number one, give me some more Zach Evans. We just got a taste of him last week, and I have high hopes for him. He's in a battle for a roster spot with Ronnie Rivers and Royce Freeman. I want to see him carry the ball 20 times. No, it's not going to happen. They're going to spread it around a little bit, but really want to see Zach Evans get a lot of touches. Maybe see how he is in the passing game as well. Number two, I want to see Tanner Brown attempting kicks outside the 30. We're talking 47, 48-yard kicks, and I want him to make them, please. Hey, we're a little worried about Tanner Brown. We heard that that was the first kick inside of 50 that he missed all camp, the one he missed against the Chargers. More reason to see him out there proving that he can hit him in real games, well, sort of real games. Hey, he's doing better than the 49ers' third-round pick. Their kicker, Jake Moody, missed two kicks, one of them a 58-yarder, the other one much closer. So I think you're worried about Tanner Brown. 49ers right now are a little worse off than us when it comes to the kicking game. The third thing I want to see, not just better defense against the run, but just seal the edge. Let's take baby steps here. None of these easy 30-yard gallops around the left end our outside linebackers may be too concerned about generating pass rush, giving up the edge, giving up big runs. Overall, better rush defense, that's for sure. But let's start with sealing the edge. And 
The fourth thing, yes, obviously, continue improving that pass rush. We saw a few signs of life from Keir Thomas, Daniel Hardy, Tanner Ingle. Byron Young got a little bit of pressure on the one play. Let's see more of that. Aiden O'Connell is the type of quarterback you might be able to get to. And I got some bonus things here that I'd like to see. I want to see Stetson play the whole game. Not going to happen. Probably be like last week. Brett Ripien will get the first couple series, and then Stetson Bennett will come on. Or maybe they'll reverse role. Stetson will play a lot at the start of the game, and Brett Ripien will get cleanup duty. Hey, let's get the tight ends involved. Chris Sims had one catch for five yards, and I don't know if you noticed, Cameron McDonald, the new tight end, signed just last week, was out there a lot. But Stetson's got to get the tight ends involved more. And how about just some creativity on offense? I know this is McVay's calling card in the preseason. Bread and butter, vanilla stuff, nothing fancy. But come on, these other teams are really taking it to us with a little bit of creativity. No reason we can't do the same a little bit without really giving away anything. Just a little bit more fun play design would be nice. And the last thing, a bonus thing I'd like to see more playing time for Tanner Ingle. In my opinion, he's climbing the depth chart, and I'd like to see him out there a lot. Not right now for Rashad Torrance, Quindell Johnson, Jason Taylor, and these other guys, but I don't know. I'm a big fan of Tanner Ingle, and I want to see more of him. The earlier, the better. And the last thing I'd like to see is, you know, last game against the Chargers, neither team turned the ball over. I'd like to see the Rams with a takeaway, see the defense with an interception, maybe cause a fumble. I'm a big believer that takeaways, causing fumbles, and picking off passes is something that kind of gains momentum with the team throughout the season. It starts now. Let's start demonstrating that our defense is the type of defense that's going to take the ball away on a regular basis. Let's start with this game against the Raiders. A couple of takeaways would be really nice. And continue with our ball security, of course. That was the upside. We didn't give the ball away either. Although Stetson Bennett came close a couple of times, that's for sure. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan. And Crimson Fly by Hamama. your legacy. Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic free 305.